Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. My name is Busy Hemphill. My name is Nick Forrest. Welcome to another week of impressions. Nick, what are you impressed by <laughs> these days? For me, that was a loose theme of surprise. And yeah. I kind of took surprise <laughs> in multiple directions. Great. Maybe this didn't happen to you, but this happened to me like in middle school or something where you listen to a new band for the first time and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's just like, it's almost like meeting a new person or something mm. or, or having a crush. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I guess like in my old age right now, I'm surprised whenever that happens. Mm. Um, I'm surprised when I listen to something for the first time that just feels genuinely new and exciting Mm. and fun for me. Yeah. So this first artist, um, her name is Sevdaliza. I feel like there are definitely surprising elements in this song. I will say this is a very sad song. I'm starting us off on a somber note. It has these little shifts and little notes and little sound cues that I feel like I'm kind of just like discovering something around a corner Ooh. each time. I don't want to give it all away. So okay. the next song is called Habibi by Septaliza. Impression. There were so many little peppered surprises that came out. Yeah, at one point there's even like a thunderstorm yes. <laughs> that rolls in. Yes. It just it's so textural yes. and so like sparkly almost. Like to me it's like such a sparse and like kind of a banded sounding song, but mm. it's so richly layered at the same time. Yeah, it starts with tinkling pianos. And then you get these vocals, which is definitely, you know, they're kind of vocadored and they're definitely in the vein of like contemporary pop and R&B in terms Mm -hmm. of being like super processed. I don't know if it was her own voice. There are parts when her voice was like doubled with a lower tone. It sounded to me like a male voice every now and then. Mm. And it almost made me like well up just to have this like second tone or second voice just sort of creeping behind the singer and like singing over her shoulder. It sent chills down my spine. Yeah. (laughs) very particular movie scene. Mm-hmm. So in the Pride and Prejudice that came out in 2016, Elizabeth goes to the Lake District and she's standing on top of a cliff and there's this sweeping piano music and mm-hmm. the winds going through her hair. And this really reminded me of that with the piano in here and then the kind of sweeping crescendos that happen. But to me, it's like, ah, this is any vista where you're on yeah. a cliff kind of overlooking something do you mind expanding on what you said where this is kind of a like an abandoned sounding song so like for me I definitely got the sweeping vistas as well but in my kind of 
imagination of the song setting. It was an abandoned city. It was someone mm. looking over like a city that has fallen or like a city that was just like kind of yeah. quickly abandoned. And I can see that in the world of this song, it's just the singer kind of observing a landscape or a cityscape and kind of just navigating through it. You know, there's a storm rolling in overhead. There's sort of like distant cries from the violins and like all the twinkly electronic noises. But she's definitely alone in this landscape. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, there's such a sense of loss in this Mm. song. Like she's sort of pleading to a lover, like kind of beckoning um, the lover to come back or mourning their loss. Like I love that. So a couple of things. One, Habibi does mean baby or darling Mm -hmm. so definitely i get that love lost calling to them then what you were talking about this abandoned city was like oh yeah this is a perfect song in a movie or your real life (laughs) um in the future in like when we've kind of really destroyed this planet and you return to a city that you once knew Mm -hmm, and i think one of the things that that lends itself to that interpretation is the fact that the vocals are so processed so it definitely gives kind of a futuristic feel yes to me the singer she's like she's visiting a place that was once very very familiar to her and there's a sense of surprise and a sense of loss in that this once really familiar really friendly place is now kind of lost it feels like visiting like (laughs) your childhood home that you no longer live in or Mm. like finding out like something in your life has been abandoned or destroyed Mm. but I'm really feeling this song like now that we're kind of coming out the other end of the pandemic Mm. but like as we're sort of like talking about how we return to the offices or how we return to socializing like for me, there's this real sense of loss. Like I find this weird mixture of like nostalgia and anxiety, but also sort of like thinking forward and thinking like, oh, I don't really want to go back to any of that bullshit. (laughs) So it's like longing, loss, nostalgia, surprise in like noticing your own feelings. Mm. To me, it's all in the song and it feels right for this moment. (laughs) It's futuristic yet lost (laughs) yeah and now i'm in the cityscape you really transported me Uh there i love this image of the the future city that it might Mm -hmm. be our reality or it might be in a movie whatever (laughs) right and so what i'm seeing is it's it's kind of sunset so you see in the distance the sun is setting so you have those kind of oranges there's a lot of though gray clouds around that and then um, in the foreground, an empty place that you used to know. It has an interesting background. So Shabrong, which is the name of the album, comes from a Farsi phrase meaning night-colored purebred horse, which relates to a mythical Persian horse. Ooh. And the artist herself was exploring this idea of like the different shades of night yeah, and sort of the difficulty in translation and how things become misinterpreted or lost. I think like different shades of the same color is what I'm getting from that. I love that. I find that so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it invites you to look closer. It invites you to look closer. The longer you stay there, the more you notice. I love this idea of different shades of night. And I'm, or, or mm-hmm. different night elements that yes. emerge. Yes. I love the nighttime. I'm also terrified of the dark, but I also Me too. love it. Both. Me too. Both things can be true. Huh. 
<laughs> so initially when I was putting this list together, I realized a lot of the songs were like, oh, I didn't know this was the original song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a surprise too, though. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, I was like, oh God, this, this playlist would be endless. So I decided not to do that. <laughs> and what I ended up doing was I am surprised that I like this musical element. It is not yes. something I thought that I liked. And it turns out mm -hmm. I do, at least when these people are doing it in this song. So yes. the first song I want to play is by Madison McFerrin, and that's Bobby McFerrin's daughter. So if you mm. know the song, don't worry, be happy. I don't like yes. that song, and I don't like no. vocal percussion. <laughs> and one thing I really appreciate about the TV show The Office is that it has brought to mainstream audiences the absurdity that of college acapella anyways yes. so i've had this like long kind of dislike for mm -hmm. acapella and uh vocal percussion but Awful. i was so shocked that yeah. i enjoy this song which has huh. both of those elements in it so interesting we're gonna listen to insane by Ooh. madison mcferrin oh. I just think it's so much better than um, yeah. the Brown Derby's rendition of Walk Like uh -huh. an Egyptian. <laughs> I was really uh, I was really struggling through the first 30 or so seconds. Yeah. But as soon as like the verse got I was like, this is really good. Like this is such a good use of a form of music I also hate. Yes. I really loved it. Yeah. I was surprised how like much I got into it and how from like a formal lens, like the acapella just really, really worked. Like, I got the sense that this was sort of like yeah. a lovelorn lady, just sort of like all the different voices in her head are sort of like, oh, I love this person. I love this mm. person. And then they come together to make this gorgeous, soulful song with vocal percussion, which I... <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I think the, like the weird dense yes, harmonies yes, yes, yes. help lift it out of what could be just, um, a song that you laugh at. I you see like the thing that I got hung up on was like the, ch -ch yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I can't, I can't with that. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> <laughs> okay. I okay. <laughs> when it got um kind of covered with uh -huh. more vocal things that came in, it did blend into the background in a way that was like, ah yes, this is how vocal percussion yeah, yeah, yeah. is supposed to work. Yeah. It went from this like asthma-inducing, cringy feeling, like, sort of in the back of my head, to, like, oh, this is, like, sexy pillow talk. This is, like, whispering to your lover in bed or something. Like, they're, like, the ch, ch We're, like, I can't even do it without laughing. But, like, they started to really, really work. And I loved kind of tracking that transition in my own listening. Just like it should. Never enough, cause your love's got me going in. You know you belong. 
like that you were talking about it's it's a lovelorn woman with all these voices in her head because the image I had was definitely it's it's in a thriller mm. which I think the fact that the song is kind of in a minor key lends itself to that it feels kind of ominous mm-hmm. the main character is a woman and she mm-hmm. is stalking a lover so Ooh. this is when she's like in their house or apartment she's like <laughs> looking through all their stuff she's like smelling their clothing and bedding that's amazing that's who's in the song for me that's so dark i um (laughs) you know that makes sense now that you say it (laughs) that makes total sense i guess i took it in a more positive note i don't know like my 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 therapist has been she's like super into this idea of parts theory which it's this idea that like you have all these different parts of your brain and they all are sort of embodied by voices. Yeah. And it's kind of your job as an individual to like manage all those parts and bring them together to sort of, I don't know, work towards good or work towards whatever. I I definitely had that in my head as I was listening to the song. So like Mm. all the individual pieces, all the individual voices were sort of being brought together by the singer to create this beautiful song. Although I do love like that sinister interpretation. I think if I like didn't just have a therapy appointment, like I would definitely have that interpretation. (laughs) To me, it was like there was angst in this song, but it was like it was a lovelorn woman sort of just like writhing in bed and just Mm. like being kind of obsessed with this person maybe they're like scrolling through their phone while looking at pictures of their lover Um, oh yeah okay but like it's just like that like feeling so like kind of obsessed but also uncomfortable with this with this love initially the first image that i had looks Mm -hmm. like white sheets drying on the line kind of flapping in the breeze so pretty i like though that through all of these images there's something about bedding is happening yeah i wrote down like linens cotton interesting wheat oh yeah so there's there's cloth somehow involved there's something about like an acapella song that's so like tactile and so like Mm. i want to touch it like you can just feel it sort of like prickling in the back of your neck i think in the Mm. same way that like rolling around in sheets feels for me or like a sheet in the wind brushing against your face yeah Um, that's how i was kind of hearing (laughs) the whispered uh snare drum brush beats whatever it sort of had this like tender, like almost mother daughter, yeah, um, story as well, like kind of cooing a baby to sleep. Yeah, I guess maybe it's very domestic. Yes, in this, yes. you know, white sheets flapping on the line, or I could see like children kind of running in between the sheets and like a mother chasing them. Mm-hmm. Huh? Women, they're so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. What a great song. (laughs) Yeah. Who knew? Who knew we enjoyed vocal percussion after... (laughs) Give it a chance. (laughs) Years of making fun of the self-importance of uh, college acapella groups. Yikes. I I wonder if she was in college acapella or if she was like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't need to be in this. My life is acapella. I know. I feel like I want to say she wasn't because like I can't imagine someone being into acapella making such a good song. So... Sorry, 16 feet. I said what I said.
All right, where are we going to go next? Like I said, I took surprises in a lot of different directions. I think the next song, and possibly my third song as well, the song itself is surprising. It has a surprising element. It kind of has like a shift that's both surprising, but also deeply satisfying, and I would say joyful. Mm. So this next song, I think I first heard it while I was in college. It's by Brian Wilson, who like... I think is rich territory for music nerds. Yeah. I would not count myself in that community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, this song, it's, it's called Wind Chimes, which is such a silly kind of stupid name for a song. My last song was so sad. Yeah. This song is so happy. So I needed to just balance that out a okay, bit. Cool. So yeah, this is Wind Chimes by Brian Wilson off his Smile album. Impressions. Impressions. That is so surprising. <laughs> Isn't it a so surprising many song? <laughs> <laughs> really surprises you. <laughs> First couple things I was surprised by that it's I was surprised that it's literally about wind chimes. I was not and kidding. then yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how many times does he say wind chimes? I've never heard that word so many times in three minutes. <laughs> I know. I like I've probably said the word wind chimes like maybe twenty or so times in my life. Right. And you're about to hear it twenty times more, most likely, in this conversation, but I kept sort of grasping like, oh, maybe he's talking about like his balls or like his like it seems sexual like huh. i was trying to like sexualize but i'm like no i think it's just wind chimes he made yeah. an impressionistic song about wind chimes so like okay so obviously like one of the big surprises in addition to the fact that it's literally about wind chimes is the right. um <laughs> horns and heavy bass line that comes in like halfway through yes. the song and yeah. that okay so i'm thinking about wind chimes and what it really reminded me of is um so we have these bells from this place called arco santi and they're these like mm. beautiful mm. bronze and ceramic bells and when we first mm-hmm. got them we were living in LA we put them up we like rarely heard them when we first Mm -hmm. moved to Taos we put them up because we're like oh it's actually windy we'll be able to have that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it was really charming at first and then the real winds came in April and it was cacophonous (laughs) and we're like (laughs) oh god they're just like bing boom boom bing bing boom boom bing bing boom 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 like the thing about wind chimes is like they really do go from like zero to 100 really quickly Like, we also have a set of wind chimes in our backyard, as do, like, five of our neighbors. So anytime there's, like, a storm, which has been happening quite frequently this past week, you can't really be outside or even in the back of the house because it's just, like, it's, like, bum, 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 and they're all, like, one of our neighbors has, like, wooden wind chimes, so it's, like, and it's, like, but we have more, like, fairy-style wind chimes that are, like, very high-pitched. It sounds like Tinkerbells. It's just, like, in the late afternoon, you're hung up on wind chimes. Though it's hard, I try not to look at my wind I love that you, your neighbors unintentionally have recreated this song, yeah. Wind Chimes, so, like, in real life. I appreciate life. it for that. Like, I very rarely truly think about wind chimes other than like background noise. <laughs> but there really yeah. is a story arc in how you experience wind chimes. It's a very communal experience. Like, if your neighbor has wind chimes, like, all of a sudden, like, 
you, you have wind time. Like their backyard becomes your backyard. So it's like sonically, like we all share this space. But wind chimes yeah. make it so apparent that we really are on top of each other sharing this space, you know? So Yes, that's true. Fences don't matter no, with wind chimes. They, you know, wind chimes without borders. Like they literally <laughs> don't operate on a border system. They don't know <laughs> nations. They don't know property. Like they don't know it. Um, uh, I love it. Sound. It transcends boundaries. Yeah, we live by this big church and it rings every 15 minutes. And like, I can hear these bells like crystal clear in like any nook and cranny of my house. Mm. And like, I often think like, wow, my neighbors are in their kind of private little secluded world or their houses. And they're hearing the same exact thing as me at this moment. There's like this beautiful collective experience that I have yeah. every 15 minutes. And I like that. I think that's Yeah, nice. unintentionally uh, communal experiences are really magical. Yeah. No one meant for this. Well, I but. guess churches probably <laughs> did mean for that to happen. They were like, aha. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very calculated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hear the call. Come to church. Are you having sex with your same sex partner? Well, think about mass right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, your Catholic guilt coming Ugh. through. I love that you were trying to sexualize it and you couldn't. No, there's no way. <laughs> so i'm gonna play again uh i was surprised that uh i liked harp huh. in kind of a i don't know like a funk jazz situation yeah. it's a little corny i'm mm. not gonna lie mm. as the first one was too and my next one will be as well <laughs> uh but mm. i so while they are corny i i earnestly enjoy yes. these songs so this next song is by this woman, Dorothy Ashby, who is a harpist, and she made funk jazz songs with harp as cool. the primary instrument happening. I almost put it on the party playlist because I was like, ah, I'd go to this cocktail party. I You'll know too. what I mean. Yeah. So we're going to listen to Come Live With Me by Dorothy Ashby. That is a harp. <laughs> <laughs> that is a harp. I love it. Like uh, acapella, I usually kind of laugh when I hear someone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a jazz harp. And I'm, just <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I like what you said when you're listening. You're like, ah, this is the cool part of heaven. Yeah. That's like definitely the part of heaven I would want to hang out in, you know? Yeah. And yes. it's kind of like the moment where you realize you actually do get everything you desire. Yeah. This felt very like, I'm thinking of like a, a retro, like 60s commercial that is presenting like the new life where all of mm. your like... I'm thinking like this is the house of the future, or like this yes. is the car of the future, or here's yes. the city of the future, where like everything is easy and like designed for you. just turned 97 two days ago 
happy birthday. And, uh, she got a new wig. Part of she was wearing a wig I've never <laughs> seen before. But she has this like wig warmer, like a mid-century wig warmer, which looks like it's just like this weird space age plastic globe that she sticks her wig in. It has like a head mm. form in the middle of it. And I remember like the first time I ever saw that as a child, I was so freaked out. Oh my God, like grandma's head is like in this like cryogenically frozen thing. Like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so like this is the song I imagine that she heard in the store when she was buying that wig warmer and probably like, I don't know, 1969 or something. But other than that, like it was a very sophisticated party. This is the kind of party that like you feel... You just feel so good being there. I don't know. It's an adult right. party. You were invited like, to this yes. party and it, yes. it does feel exclusive, but not, um, I guess there's an aspect of it that feels a little bit pretentious, yeah. but it is also, it's like you, you got to this party with all of these people that you have admired for, from afar for a long time. There's like, this is kind of an elite crowd that yes. you somehow have, have managed to become part of. Like, yeah. There's a signature cocktail that you're kind of like, oh, you got to be kidding me. That's so stupid. But then it's like really good when you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just got to say, like, there's like there are moments where like there's a bongo drum or something. Yes. In the back, and I'm like harp, harps and bo- that works so well for me. I really liked how all of the elements work together. Um, as we were listening, I mentioned there's just kind of a low lying accordion in the background that just plays mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. chords. So it's just a mixture of a lot of instruments not typically used in pop music mm-hmm. coming together in this very, yeah, it's an eclectic party. People yeah. from around the world that are doing cool things all gathered at this one party. I will say, like, it's very unsurprising that I would choose a Kate Bush song. It was bound to happen at some point. However, this is one of her more surprising songs. It's a song that I'm not terribly familiar with out of all of her work. But I think, like, similar to the Brian Wilson song I just played, this song has a shift that's a bit surprising. I think some of the instrumentation is very surprising for Kate Bush. Mm. It kind of has, like, a heavier edge to it. She wrote the song for her cat who died, which I also think is like a surprising tidbit, which I love. But this next song is called Rocket's Tale. It's off of my personal favorite Kate Bush album, The Sensual World. Wow. I really like that song. That was great. Even if I didn't know the background that this was about losing her cat, like regardless, it opens with such a reverential tone. It's Mm -hmm. definitely a song of mourning. Like I feel like I'm in a temple. I I felt like I was in like a sacred space when when this song opened. And like there's something very holy and very spiritual. I love Kate Bush a lot, so I think it's hard for me to be like totally objective, but this to me feels very different than a lot of her other music. It balances that kind of goofiness and playfulness with real serious mourning in this song. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm such a sucker for any kind of like dramatic shift in tone (laughs) or key or instrumentation. And this song definitely does it. But what I love with this song, it does it. And then it just like builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until like the choir in the background is just like 
I don't know. It almost sounds like they're screaming or yelling. It's incredible. Yeah. Definitely a mourning song. And it reminded me of professional mourners. Yes. So like in China, uh, you can hire professional mourners. Mm -hmm. They just cry like nobody else. They're loud. And it's to kind of show reverence for the thing that has died. And also to try to express. It's kind of like taking on everybody's pain and expressing it loudly at once. Because there may be sort of societal reasons like men maybe aren't. Mm-hmm. supposed to cry mm-hmm. loudly so it's just mm-hmm. kind of this communal expression of grief through <laughs> these like paid professionals like the choir in the background they were mourning they were sort of kate bush's or the singer whoever however you want to talk about it like that was the parts of her brain that are just like screaming and just like cannot possibly understand how they could lose yeah. this this being or how they can sort of feel this bad like mm-hmm. it's just sort of like where words fail and like emotions sort of begin like it really kind of traverse that gap between like I'm just not sure what to say or feel right now so it's just like I'm gonna scream and vocalize yeah the choir is called Trio Bulgarka it's an all-female group of Bulgarian folk singers that were popular in the 70s nice and then they had a resurgence with Kate Bush. I couldn't place my finger on like where in the world I thought the choir was from or kind of the sound I was getting but it didn't seem English. It didn't necessarily yeah. seem European per se. So it makes sense that it comes out of this like Southern Eastern European right. tradition. You're not the like at certain points of time, you wouldn't be considered the right kind of white. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a part of like an uncomfortable part of me that was like, hmm, like, am I just like, is there something like Orientalist in my love for this song? Like what? Like there's something very like non-Western. I don't know how to say this without sounding like weird and racist, well, but like... I, I think we can I think, here. Let's yeah. work on this together because I, I yeah. hear what you're saying and I think that in like, okay, let's talk about like U.S. wasp culture because that's like yes, our, yes, yes, our yes. version of whiteness is mm-hmm, generally mm-hmm. kind of from this wasp where mm-hmm. you do hold in your emotions. Like you're not expected or you're expected to not mm-hmm. demonstrate very strong emotions in any direction. Yeah. In yeah, general, yeah. your your emotions are pretty kind of tied in. You don't mm-hmm. confront people. Mm-hmm. So this song breaks is definitely about breaking that down. Yes. So I see what you're saying <clears throat> with or yeah. it doesn't feel like it's from that um, kind of restrictive wasp culture. I think that's the feeling I'm getting. There's such joy in the song's kind of misery. Yeah. You know, like There's a sensuality, as the album title suggests, in kind of indulging or Mm -hmm. maybe indulging is the wrong word, but just like celebrating this exuberance of heightened emotion. Feeling into your feelings. Yeah. I'm curious because we both went to sacred spaces. What does Mm -hmm. your sacred space look like? That's a really interesting question. I mean, so first of all, my sacred space is solitary. Mm. Um, It's a place where I feel completely alone and safe and kind of protected against the world. My sacred space is fragrant. There is a lot of incense burning in my sacred space. It's candlelit and it's big. It's sort of a big yet private place. Oftentimes, like when I'm meditating or when I'm just trying to relax, I've envisioned myself in sort of like a cathedral-like library that's candlelit and very fragrant. So it's like, it's kind of Catholic. It's kind of neo-pagan. It's a temple. (laughs) That's Nick. That's me. I'm kind of Catholic. I'm I'm kind of neo-pagan. I love incense and candles. (laughs) But it's an interior, kind of a gorgeous interior. But I'm also very alone. So So I feel like my my typical sacred space is not the one I envisioned. Mm -hmm. My typical one is 
in nature somewhere. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm also alone. Mm -hmm. This one, it's in my mind, slightly ancient Greek, even Mm -hmm. though I Mm -hmm. don't even know if that's real, but it's like a circular edifice, very tall. There's a lot of like green marble. Hmm. So dark green with like black squigglies in it, that kind of marble. And those are like these giant columns that are kind of encircling the whole thing. And then because the song has so much presence in it, so Mm. much human presence, there are definitely people in here and they're all wearing red robes with hoods. So (laughs) you can't see that. Yeah. So it's very eyes wide shut. Or it feels, I don't know. So it's it's almost like um, in a sci-fi movie, like uh-huh. some images that I've seen of temples in yeah, 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 yeah. different worlds, yeah. etc. But because yeah. it does feel otherworldly too, it does, and it feels it very of the past and also very potentially futuristic, especially when the guitar, that mm-hmm. kind of metal guitar, comes. I love when people use metal like this. I'm not a yes, huge metal fan, me but when it's used like this, it's just like, oh, that's so satisfying. In general, I'm not a huge guitar fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But when, when it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. And this was a great selective <clears throat> use of it. Yeah. I also like back to your point of like future past, like I, I know this is like about her cat. I didn't, I only recently found that out, but... You know, it's about a rocket and like it reminds me of like, I don't know if these are real or not, but if you've ever seen like those like medieval tapestries that like depict a rocket Mm. or like a form of a rocket and you're like, whoa, did they? What? Huh? (laughs) It's very like conspiracy documentary, right? (laughs) Like, So it combines like kind of this quote unquote ancient iconography with um, something very modern and scientific. So Yeah. So I started playing this game this weekend and I just learned how to play. It's called Race for the Galaxy. Mm. I just imagine that like some of these worlds that you can settle with cards that you get this temple is definitely in one of those worlds like oh totally yeah. maybe in yeah. like new new philandia new felinandia like where they yeah. worship cats maybe 100%. all these people in robes are actually cat humans yeah totally <gasps> yeah that's we've come I full am. circle yet again yeah <laughs> Oh my God, actually just thinking, okay, cats, they're yowling, which can sound so otherworldly mm-hmm. when you're not expecting it, like when they're mm-hmm. in heat, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Otherworldly sounds. Yeah. I love it when animals make sounds that you weren't expecting either. Our cat, Casper, who's a white Siamese cat, um, there's this white dove or pigeon, or I think they're the same thing that lives in our backyard. Yeah. And every day at about the same time, he communicates to this white dove by like mimicking like dove coos. It's the wildest thing. He like kind of clicks and purrs like a dove and like the dove flies to the window and like they definitely, and I I sit at the same place every day overlooking our backyard. And then like every day at around like two-ish, three o'clock, like Casper will come by and communicate with the white dove. They'll be like, hey, we're both weird white animals. And then they'll like go on with their day. It's so weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That feels really magical. It's very magical. I, I've re- tried to record it sometimes, but like it's really hard to get because it's like barely perceptible. It's like a really low clicking purr. 
But I feel like in my mind, only birds can hear and like only cats can produce. Mm. So when you first started talking about this, I was like, man, Casper's creepy. Yeah. He's like luring this pigeon mm-hmm. in to kill mm-hmm. it. But I love, no, they meet, they exchange mm-hmm. some information mm-hmm. and then they go about their ways yeah. and they are, yeah, they're these ghostly animals. Yeah. Ooh, it's weird. Is Casper a portal to another world? I think so. Maybe. He definitely feels like yeah. an animal that can speak, but just chooses not to. <laughs> I think Gertie is an animal who like desperately wants to Uh speak but she can't but I wish I could talk to you final instrument that I was so surprised that it turns out I enjoy is a keytar. Huh. I had no idea. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I've also ever actually like known that I was listening to a keytar because it's just a yeah. synthesizer that you play like a guitar. This one, as you can tell from the album cover, he is rocking his keytar. <laughs> so this last song I'm going to play with the surprise of, well, I guess I like a keytar, is a song called Lazy Nina by Greg Fillingaines. I think literally every element in that song is synth. That's amazing. I'm not positive, <laughs> but I think so. And I was like, wow, you really just went in to explore the powers of synths of the 80s. Listening to that song, I was like, I don't know if I like knew what a keytar sounds like per se, but like he just like right? played the shit out of that keytar. I, I yeah. feel like that would be fun to watch totally. someone perform totally. who's like actually virtuosic at a keytar. Yeah. Sure. I'd watch it. Totally watch I saw it. a couple of things. It, mm-hmm. it kind of changed as the song went on, but it started with a very like late 80s, early 90s red convertible with one of those like really flat and pointed fronts yeah. with the headlights that kind of pop up mm-hmm. when you press a button. Yes. And it's definitely a city song. So like in the car, people are either cruising along the city street or they are near a city, something like maybe the Pacific Coast Highway in mm. LA or Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. And there's like a long scarf flapping behind Ooh. one of the people in the car and they have sunglasses on and they're just <laughs> laughing in the breeze and yes. just really enjoying life in their yes. cool convertible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. When I close my eyes, I see them still. But the road seems to lose its fascination. I find there's a picture in my mind of a room with windows on the sea. She's waiting there for me. I drop out of space and time. I got that. I also got like a montage of like mishaps, like goofy kind of <laughs> low stakes mishaps, like someone walking with their girlfriend and like they drop a jar of tomato sauce in the, in the store and they're like, oops. <laughs> or like, they're like walking the dog and like the dog like pulls them down a little bit too fast. Like, oops. <laughs> or like they trip down like one stair and they're like, oh, lazy Nina, you're so crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Where the song kind of ended for me, I think in part because there's like a minute at the end that's all instrumental and yeah. it's such a, a dance break. A group 
dance, like something kind of like the electric uh-huh. slide or the hustle, like something that everybody knows, but they're all doing it like in the middle of a city street. They're like walking down the street and they're all doing like yeah. one set of dance moves as they kind of slowly like march down mm. the street. It was such like a rom-com, mm. like sitcom, like lighthearted mm. cinematic song for me, like they're just so happy. I think I couldn't shake the image of like a goofy looking guitar as kind of right. like a toy. And yet I'm hearing it being played so wonderfully. Yeah. And there's one part where he kind of does this counter melody. You know, of course, it's like back in the maze with lazy Nina. And there's like a background vocal that comes over. It's like Nina. like definitely a nighttime song it's not a daytime mm-hmm. song it's definitely a city mm-hmm. song and there's like lots of neons and it almost feels like yeah. an 80s anime mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. of tokyo or something that's you know very yeah. brightly lit up but also nighttime yeah, again yeah, yeah. kind of that retro futurism that we had totally. in some of totally, the other totally. songs yeah it was like it's yeah. a song for hitting the town it's a song for like just enjoying yourself also like I don't know. Why is, Nina, why is Nina lazy? <laughs> I love the idea of lazy Nina. Like, Nina doesn't want to do anything ever. Like, I feel very much like lazy Nina most of the time. Me too. She's like, walking the dog and watching Soul yeah. Train. Those are two yeah. great activities to yeah. take part in. Well, I was surprised by all of these songs. It was a surprising combination. We yes. went from, like, a deserted, abandoned city to, like, wind chimes. We died, like, in a VIP-type way. What a week. What a week. <laughs> Those were our impressions. Ah. <laughs>